we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. New creation two. Let's just let's, let's just get right into this. Good strongholds. You know, we hear the word stronghold, we automatically start ducking. Because that means the devil. No, there are some good strongholds. Your house is a stronghold. You lock your doors, it's a stronghold. It's going to prevent, it prevents stuff from coming in, but it also prevents stuff from going out. Amen? Depending on what it is. Somebody that you want in there is coming, your house is fortified against them. It's a stronghold. So, we're going to talk about this. Um, When we are born again, our desires are changed to match God's desires. In spite of temptation, we should desire to do the right thing instead of what? So, when we are saved and say we're a believer, our desires should be to do what? The, look at somebody say the right thing. The right thing. I used to hate that. You know, I was on songs last week. Second chance. Because there was a line in it. I just couldn't stay. Y'all remember that? A second chance? Darryl Yancey lit it. He killed it now. He killed it. But the line in there, every time I try to do the right thing, I always end up doing the wrong thing. Bro, you need to just die. (laughs) Every time. Every time you try to do the right thing, you always end up doing the wrong thing. Man, you ain't saved. Uh, You ain't, if, let, let 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 me just set the record straight. If every time you try to do the right thing and you always end up doing the wrong thing, you ain't saved. You on your way to a burning hell. I would never sing that. I ain't singing it. I don't even want to be in church while they singing it. I'm, I'm leaving. No, you should be able to do. How many of you do the right thing sometimes? The majority of what you do ought to be trending toward what's right. How many of you are trending toward what's right? Yes. The majority of my life is the right thing. I may make a mistake here and there, but for the most part, Greg, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to live right. Do the right thing. Always. Always. <laughs> Philippians 2 and 13. For it is God which worketh in you. What? Both to will and to what? Do of his good. So if God is in you, you should have the ability to do of his good pleasure. You can't do what God wants you to do. You ain't saved. You don't believe. Let me set the record straight here. You don't need faith to act right. some Satan worshipers that act right. I mean, they may talk to Beelzebub every now and then, but for the most part, they're good citizens. 
Christians keeping up the rucus. <laughs> we are supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his. The power of whose might? His might. So if you can't do what's right, then you're not operating in his might. This means that we can stand in the face of temptation and not give in to it. You give in to everything you tempted by, you're not saved. What if every time a temptation come, you fall down, but then you get up. Man, you got it. Every time something is wrong. Something is wrong and it's not even a demon. Don't blame it on the devil. That's you and your sorry self. Like the old folks, you say, you don't want to live right. You don't. Anybody that wants to live right can live right. They choose to live right. We got crackheads in here. They used, I mean, used to be crackheads. They decided they didn't want crack no more. They don't use it no more. Amen. Oh, we don't have to go as far as crack. There's some folks in here that was just smoking the Buddha. <laughs> Blunting it out. Some blunters. You don't smoke blunt no more. You chose not to. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I start, point, I start fingering. I know who you are. Some of you still smell a little smoky. It ain't been too long since you quit. Some of you was some whores. I was going to say it real bad and I had to just catch myself. But some of you were, aren't you not no more? You decided not to be that anymore. Amen? Some of you got out of jail and it just felt like breaking the law again. And the Lord got a hold of your heart. Amen? Because you chose to not be that guy no more. You chose to not be that girl no more. You looked in the face of temptation every day and you just say, no, I'm not going back to that. Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and what? And the power of what? His man. If he is strong and mighty, mighty in what? Battle. He's mighty in battle. So that means when you're fighting, he ought to be showing out if he's mighty in battle. The Lord is a stronghold for us when we need protection from the enemy. So a stronghold can protect us, right? If you remember the Bible, David hid from his son in the stronghold that he built, which back then, a lot of times a stronghold was just a cave. It was a cave and they would pull a rock into the opening that looked like the cave. So when somebody would walk by, they wouldn't even see that there was a cave there, right? So that would protect you from them, you know, finding you if you were camouflaged by the, by the side of the mountain. So that's what a stronghold was. This is a physical stronghold that was built. This is, you know, the story of the princess and the cat, I mean, the prince, the, 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 the 
yeah, princess in the castle and want to be rescued or whatever, whatever. And so they would put them in this stronghold and put them up high where no one could get to them. So a stronghold is for protection. The Lord protects us like that. Salvation brings this secure refuge to keep us from falling. So when you're saved, God acts as a stronghold to keep you from going back. Keep your enemies at peace with you. God does that for you. I mean, you got to ask him, right? You got to want him to. You got to pray to him, right? You have to do it. But if you put him in that place, he can protect you. When you first get saved and you're a babe in Christ, you need his power. When temptation come, all you got to do is ask him. He will block it for you. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will. You're not strong enough. God will be strong for you. Am I telling the truth? I mean, anybody was riding on the way to sin and asked God to help and something happened? When I first got saved, I, I, I had just asked, Lord, Lord, I, I can't resist this. I need some power. And something would happen. God would intervene. I can't get amens in here. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's just so saved. Well, I've never had to use that feature in the, you know, just... If Jesus prayed it, you better pray it. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus prayed that. So you know you and your terrible self. If Jesus prayed it. Nahum 1 and 7, the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of what? A stronghold, protection in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. So God can be a good stronghold for us. Now there are bad strongholds. These are strongholds in your mind. These are places where the enemy builds a fortress in your own mind and he goes in and out and hides in there. Yeah. These particular strongholds, they're in your mind and because it's camouflaged Okay, you don't know how he's going in and out of it. You just think you just keep wanting to do the same thing that you shouldn't be doing over and over and over. Well, that's a stronghold. The enemy has a stronghold on your mind and somehow you let him in there to build this fortress. He's fortified by it because he's tied this fortress or this stronghold to your emotions and your feelings. So it's making you feel a certain way. Most of the time it's making up for feelings that should have been there or shouldn't have been there or need to be there. And you're using sin to satisfy it. But it only satisfies it temporarily. The enemy comes out, satisfies it, and then he runs back in there, closes the door, and he hides. I'm preaching in here. Yeah. Yeah. Childhood trauma, traumatic experiences, all kinds of things can build these strongholds when we're very young. And then we grow up used to sinning like this to the point to where we become protective of the sin. And when we're protective of the sin, we can't get help for it. Oh, yeah, we in here praising the Lord all around the sin. Yeah, yeah, give me, let me give you an illustration. This is the sin right here. And you in there, hey! <laughs> Yeah, that's what they do. Sin right there. 
Then the preacher said, uh, anyone that, that need to come up and, and, and give, you know, get something right. You just need to get something right. You need to come up. Amen. Bad stronghold. The enemy has strongholds as well. These are places in our lives that the enemy hides in to control us. Second Corinthians 10 and 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? That's telling you right there that this is not a carnal issue. Though the sin is carnality, it's not a carnal issue. It's a spiritual issue. Something's going on in the unseen realm. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the what? Pulling down of stronghold. God's weapons are powerful enough to go into your mind and deliver you from these strongholds. Secret sins birth strongholds. So strongholds come from secret sins. Can I say that again? Secret sins. In Alcoholic Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, their favorite saying is, you're only as sick as your secret. As long as it's a secret, you're sick. When we hide sin, we are really hiding the enemy. That's how he got in there. How, did he, how does he hide in that stronghold? You, hide, you hid him there. Because when you hide sin, you're hiding the devil. Can I preach in here? Oh, folks looking at me like, okay, now what? Yes, it's the truth. He is protected by our secrecy and our reclusiveness. John 11 and 10. But if a man walk in the night, he's going to do what? Stumble. Because there is no light in him. So if it's darkness, which is hidden, you're going to stumble. Because the light shows up what can hide in the dark. The more we secretly sin, the more we will try to sin secretly. That makes sense, doesn't it? The more we secretly sin, the more we will try to sin secretly. Sin without immediate consequence can give us a sense of security and make us grow comfortable in a sinful state. So if you don't get in trouble with it, oh, hey. And you grow comfortable in a state. You ought to be able to address it. Like, look, I, I can't do this no more. Amen. But if you keep doing it, you'll get used to doing it. And the more you do it and get away with it, the more you can get away with. The more you feel you can get away with. James 5 and 16. Confess your faults, what? One to another and what? Pray for one another that ye may be healed. This is a, a step program right here. You confess your faults and then you pray. Amen. So somebody come to you and tell you, hey, man, you know, I got this, I got this problem, you know, smoking weed and or, or, or using these drugs, man. And I, I just I, I don't want to do it no more. OK, you got it out the open light turned on. Now that the light is on, we can deal with it. So let's pray. And then you pray about it. Amen. And then you help walk them through it. You walk with them through it. Next day you call them and say, hey, you, you got the munchies today? You all right? I'm all right today. All right, good. You made it a day. Let's, let, let's pray again that you make it another day. Amen. And we need that. We need that relationship 
with people. That's what fellowship is. Amen? With people you can trust. Amen? Amen. Not no gossipers and you calling names and all that. Who's the drug dealer? What does that matter? Amen. And I talked about Scooter last week. Scooter, he always get me going. Scooter. Where is he? I need to meet him. You don't need to meet Scooter. Let's just pray that I can get delivered from him. Then hold it over your head and then bring it up later. Remember I walked you through that time with Scooter. Amen. But we need, look at somebody say, we need each other. We need each other. We need each other. Now, we're getting ready to move into this building. And the Lord had already showed me months ago what was going, I mean, what was going to happen. And what, what always happens when you get ready to move and do stuff like this is division. Division. The, 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 the enemy don't want some of y'all to go with us. Yeah, so the devil got you causing division. I'm a preacher in here. I don't care. I don't care. We had, like, I guess the biggest, the, 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 probably the biggest issue we've had since we've been a church happened about three years ago where we had this sedition that started in this church and I had to publicly deal with it. Just the, I mean, just the biggest thing, the worst thing that's ever happened to ABC. I mean, 20 some odd people left the church behind one person calling them, emailing them and just foolish mess, junk, hellion junk. Yeah. I mean, it was the worst thing we had been through. Lasted for years. It lasted for years because others would jump up with the same junk that was in them. And then we'd have to do something about that. Then some more would jump up. And some, I mean, it's like when you get that kind of discord in a church, if you don't, I mean, if you don't attack it head on, you know, I was advised by the men that I really hold in high regard ministers. And they told me, they said, you got to cut the head off that snake. So you got to cut the head. You can't cut pieces of the body. You can't just cut the rattle off. So you got to go in and cut the head. You got to call names and let everybody know who it is. And that's Bible. Bible said, cast a scorner out and contention will cease. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you all the time, and I, I tell these men in here, man, keep your wives right. Keep their lips tight. Amen. Women, you know you need that. Don't even look at me like that. Don't you look at me. You know you need somebody to say, now that that's enough. Okay, because you know how I get. You know you. Why somebody would want to sit up in a church and cause contention? My mind can't even go there. There's so much other stuff I could be doing on a Sunday morning. This game is about to come on, man. I could be kicked back. Why would I be going to church to start mess? The devil knows that we need each other in here. He knows we're moving. So now is not the time for contention. Now is not the time to be talking about each other. You need to apologize. You need to go to that person. You need to make that right or the enemy will set this stronghold up. Can I preach in here? I was telling the young adults, and I'm, 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 I'm hard on these young adults in here. I, I'm, I'm about to be. Y'all all, all the ones from age 18 to 30. Your best friend need to be in here. L listen to what I'm saying. Your best. 
Your best friend need to be in here. I'm telling you, your friends need to be in here. Why would you not embrace like-minded believers? All this old mess where this one don't like this one and this one ain't talking to this one. We're like-minded believers. So you mean you can't be friends with like-minded believers? That means you got demons. There was a time when all of the young adults would just hang out and spend time together and have fun. All that now everybody's grouped up and clicked up. Last time that happened, the sedition started. That's where the it came through that last time. Am I telling the truth here? It came through that and those girls got taken from this church and didn't come back. And I ain't letting that happen again. I'm going to stop it when I see it forming. Amen. Y'all need to get along in this place. That's where this is where your protection is. Right here. Amen. And I you know, I be on the single brothers. How y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing over there? I see you. I'll be on them. Uh, but man, don't, don't know. I don't know single man want an old messy single woman. Don't no man want a messy. I got to get on because it's too much mess. Don't nobody want a bunch of mess. Messy single women can't get along with. You think they don't know who you can't get along with? You think these brothers ain't scoping your profile out? Before they make the move to talk to you, you hurt your own self. When the men gonna come, Pastor, they ain't coming to you because they know you raising hell in the church. And if you're raising in the church, you're raising in the house. You can't get along with saved folks. Who can't get along with saved people? That's right. <laughs> Feel like an old school church in there, don't it? Don't it? Feel like, oh, I need to bring a mother up. Let her talk about you for a little while. You know, they, they love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, though, it's too much mess going on. It's too, uh, when I start hearing about it, it done gone too far. Amen. Oh, God going to send a new crop of men because pastor said he praying for some men. Yeah, but I mean, come on. If you keeping up mess, a hundred men can come talking too much shut up amen that, <laughs> you know you in your 20s and you, you, don't you come to me trying to uh, huff and puff I don't take that from children you ain't disrespecting the years I've been on earth if I wasn't saved you gonna treat me better than that you're not going to disrespect my age. You're not going to disrespect my call. You're not going to disrespect my position. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. But if you don't have one another and you don't have nobody around you, you can't do this. But I wouldn't tell you to bring people around you so you can act better than them. And think you the stuff. At, amen. At some point. If all your relationships keep failing, at some point, you got to start looking at yourself. Everywhere I go, it mess and contention. I think that's me. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. So the stronghold can be pulled down. You can be healed from this. So you don't continue in this stronghold of your mind. 
You can be better. You can be better. God is, you know, a lot of y'all, God would do so much for you if you would act right. I'm not even talking about sin. I'm just talking about mess and gossip and junk. And contention and foolishness. Men do it too when they're young. You need to shut up too. Quit talking about people and this one said this and this one We ain't doing that in here. If I hear about it, I'm coming to you. Amen. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? It availeth much. Practicing sin. A born again believer cannot do this. A born again believer can't continue in sin. At some point they got to stop and say I can't do this. This has to stop. Amen and it shouldn't always be after you do it. Because we know that means nothing. You tired from doing it. So yeah, you can apologize then. Lord, forgive me. You don't even like it no more. You, you finished. It's always after. <laughs> no. Some point you ought to be able to tell it no before it even jump off. Amen. I had a daily word that I wrote one time that said, get out before it jumps off. You ought to be able to get out before it even get there. Amen. Quit being a level 10. Got to always max it out and then feel bad. In regret after you just, I mean, you've gone all the way. No, you ought to be able to look at it and say, I ain't doing that no more. We all fall at times. But the decision to live a sinful lifestyle means that we have not been redeemed. Amen. If you homosexual, you ain't saved. You're just not. You a lesbian, you ain't saved. You're just not. I mean, I'm saved, but I still have those desires. You ain't saved. Anybody? We can use biology here. We really could just use science. Anybody ever stopped eating something for 21 days and now the smell of it, you don't even like it no more? You don't want it no more. You stop eating it. You don't want it. I went a whole year without sugar. Totally. Just no sugar. After about three months, sugar was nasty. I didn't want it. That's how it ought to be with these sins. Amen. Amen. Homosexual desires, it ought to get stank nasty to you at some point. Wasn't right in the first place. So you, ought to, you need to revert back to when it first wasn't right. But this decision to live a sinful lifestyle means that we have not been redeemed. First John 8, no, 5 and 18. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that the wicked one toucheth him not. Is that plain and simple? I mean, y'all understand that? Sin is practicing sin. That's, that's what that means. A continual sin. Just living in sin. We know that whoever is born of God don't practice sin. But he that is begotten of God, he keeps himself. He keeps himself. Oh, but if you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will keep you saved. That, that ain't true. You keep, you keep you from doing it. Boy, I just preached in here. 
Folk, I mean, folk would be on the altar for three days. Lips cracked. I mean, lips so crusty, just one of them just came off. Cracked lip just on the ground. Larry and it, they just say yes, Lord, say yes, they let him go. Just the, and then you see this bright light and feel this warmth. You better see it and feel it or you can't go home. Your mind will manifest that stuff just so you can be done. I've done it before. I fell out and just, oh, man, because I need this to be over. <laughs> Don't act like you, and I know, Elder, you, you know you done done that before. Man, I will have to fake this because I got things to do. Not saying that, the, I mean, we know the Holy Ghost is real. Not even the Holy Ghost ain't going to keep you from doing wrong. You keep you, what the scripture just said. Say whoever is born of God, said it not, but he that is begotten of God does what? He does what? He keepeth himself. That's your choice. A person that has practiced sin for a long time will lose themselves in it. Yeah, lose themselves in it. That's what most homosexuals and lesbians are. I've always been this way. You haven't always been this way. You just can't remember when you wasn't. Because you lost yourself. They will hold on to sin because they can no longer see themselves without it. So the longer you do it, you begin to create a picture of you with it. You create a picture in your mind of you with it. You forget who you were without it. Homosexual changes the whole way you look, walk, talk. You know, they, they act more woman than woman. They go past woman to something else. You don't know woman walk that hard. Heel prints. Heel, you leaving, you leaving prints? You scuffs, scuffs on the floor? Walking too hard. I mean, just tread hard. It's like, dude, don't no woman walk like that? Turning hard and just, I mean, everything is just... It's like, dude, <laughs> flow at, your flow at home just tore up. You got to get it repaired. Somebody marched a horse in there and kicked up the carpet. <laughs> Left streaks. Dude, they be trying hard. This individual is reprobate. That's what reprobate is. They don't have a moral standard anymore because they've incorporated immorality into their being. God said he just let them do what they want to do now. This individual is reprobate. Titus 1 and 16. They pro profess that they know God, but in works, they what? Deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work, what? Every time they try to do the right thing. They always do the wrong thing. He held it that long too. I always do the wrong thing. Are you holding so long? That's a real song. It's on YouTube now. I'm going to put it on the Adamant Believers Council page on the Facebook because you ain't going to believe it. 
those are real lyrics that Kurt wrote back when we was young. We were real young. But that's what it's saying. You're reprobate unto every good work. You don't have no good works. Every time you try to do a good work, you do a bad one. Man, I'm preaching in here. Deliverance can only take place when a person is ready to give up all for Christ. If a person is not ready to surrender all to God, then have they truly been born again? Are you really ready for God if you're not ready for God? Luke 14 and 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. All or nothing. But these are people that continue to practice sin. And if you practice it so long, you lose yourself. Then you become protective of the sin. Because it's a part of you. You can no longer see yourself free from it. If you can't see yourself delivered, you can't be delivered. You are who you believe you are. The Bible can tell you beautiful are the feet that walk, but if your feet crusty, you believe they crusty and ugly, they are. Somebody could come tell you, man, your feet look nice. No, they don't. Look at my toe. Look like a Brazilian nuts. You, but they, they, they don't see them nuts. That is the roughest nut. I don't even know why I said it. That, that nut right there. If your toes look like that, you need surgery. <laughs> a Brazilian nut. That's the roughest nut. But you are what you believe. That's you. That's why God is trying to transform you by the renewing of your mind so you won't see yourself as that sinner. You have to see yourself free from that in order to be free from it. You have to believe that you can be free and walk in freedom. But if you practice it too long, you lose yourself in it. Summary. Stockholm syndrome is a psychological response, sometimes seen in abducted hostages, in which the hostage shows signs of loyalty to the hostage taker, regardless of the danger or risk in which they have been placed. The syndrome is named after the Norman Stroll robbery of Credit Bakken at Norman Stroll uh, in Stockholm in which the bank robbers held bank employees hostage from August 23rd to August 28, 1973. In this case, the victims became emotionally attached to their captors and even defended them after they were freed from their six-day ordeal. They fell in love with the captor. And when the people tried to come in and get them out, they were pleading for the, the hostage takers. And on their side, they got that comfortable with being abducted and kidnapped that they got used to being kidnapped. They began to embrace the idea of being kidnapped and they didn't want to be free. Many so-called believers today struggle with this syndrome when it comes to the enemy. They feel that what the enemy has offered them is good for them and they have fallen in love with their captor. They have been in bondage for so long that they have embraced it and do not feel they need deliverance or redemption. We see this in those that seek fame, fortune, and prestige all the time. I mean, these folks get drunk, get high. They get suicidal at night. But during the day, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I serve God. I serve God. Some will even pledge their allegiance to Satan and subject themselves to demonic rituals in order to be what they feel he can help them become. Amen. Yeah, I think this might be the first time in, well, no, it's not. But this presidential election, you got to choose between two people that have sacrificed themselves to Satan. I mean, you're going to give me a choice, man. Uh, Can I have a choice? Why am I choosing between two Satanists? A world banker, Illuminati Satanist, and a blood ritual Satanist. That's what you're choosing between. That's not a choice to me. It's like the devil let all of the junk out at the end to make sure you know what you're voting in. I got to make sure you know as a Christian you are voting for Satan. Well, if you don't vote, then I don't want to hear you complain. Will you hush? Nobody complain about nothing. What are you talking about? But yeah, that's, that's, that's what's getting ready to happen Tuesday. Yeah, just, I mean, pure, they, 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 this was a sideshow. They put pure foolishness in front of us to watch us argue about voting. Brought Beyonce and Jay-Z to, and let Jay-Z perform big pimping. Hillary dogging out Donald Trump because of his, what he said about women and degrading women. And then Jay-Z performed Big Pimpin'. Oh, y'all, that makes my head hurt. I, big, not, why did he sing Big Pimpin'? He couldn't do a hard knock life or something? Why you do Big, why you do Big Pimpin'? He wanted to show you. They wanted to, they want to laugh at you. Mock you. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that's these Americans. With the right to vote. Everybody, the right to vote is what it's about. Not who you vote for. It's the right to vote. People died and pe- people always died. Somebody gonna die in a minute. People fought and got people always. They didn't give nobody the right to vote until they were ready for us to have the right to vote. You think it was marches and dogs and all that that got the No. They said, okay, in the elite Illuminati timeline, it's time to give the Negroes the right to vote. They decided it and they did. You thought Martin did that? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He was boule. He was right there with him working for the government. Are you crazy? Will you wake up? When they decided, that's when it happened. So no matter who they put in office, when they decide it, that's when it happens. Look at somebody and say, just wake up. And don't Hebrew Israelite wake up. <laughs> don't wake up to commit. You ain't no committing. Just wake up to what's got to be. I mean, come on. This is a clown show. Some will even pledge their allegiance to Satan and subject themselves to demonic rituals in order to be what they feel he can help them become. There is no redemption possible if a person does not desire it. We must desire freedom from our captor in order to be what? Set free. When we truly want freedom, it is available. But we must first be willing to forsake everything to accept it. Romans 6 and 18. And having been set free from sin, ye have become the servants of righteousness. 
This is how you are serving of righteousness, of conformity. This means you have conformed to the divine will of God in three ways. You want to know if you're saved or not? Here we go. In thought, that means your thoughts have changed. Purpose. Your purpose went from you being the bomb to you fulfilling your creation role. And action. The way you react to things, the way you handle things, the way you do things has to change. Because now you've become a servant of what? Righteousness. Everyone stand to your feet. I know I'm going to get emails. I already know. Feel it in my spirit. So pass on me who we vote for. I ain't voting for nobody. You ain't making me vote for a devil. I'm not doing it. You can do it. I'm not. That's me. You do whatever. Well, but what about? I ain't no what about. I ain't doing it. Just not going to make me. I'm not. That's a mess. I mean, think about it. Donald Trump? Hillary but anyway hey yeah you do whatever you do whatever helps you sleep at night but we got to make sure we're not struggling with this Stockholm Syndrome where we don't want to let go of something and here's the thing about that Stockholm Syndrome or about practicing sin you get so used to sin being in your life you begin to see yourself with that sin in your life you can't see yourself without it so you hold on to it it's hard for you to defeat a stronghold if you can't see yourself delivered from it that's the important thing. You have to see yourself different. Listen to this. When people come and correct you, don't defend what they're correcting. See yourself corrected. See, that's the problem. It's certain people I can go to. I can be like, hey, man, you know, you know you really should have done that. They'll be like, oh, my bad, pal. You're right. You're right. They see themselves different. Next time, I'm not doing that. But then you go to some people, well, I mean, you do stuff too. I mean, you know, you. <laughs> yes, sir. That means they can't see themselves different. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But we got to get past this, y'all. We're coming into a new place. We're going to be new. It's just going to be new. New people are going to come. It's going to be new. Hope we can all make it. I want to see you there. Amen. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, God, for truth. Thank you, Lord, for showing us ourselves, God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for just showing us how simple it is for us to make the right choice. And when we're ready to give it up, we give it up. Everything else we were ready to do, we did. Everything in life we're ready to do, we just do it. But when it comes to sin, for some reason, Lord, we just act like we can't. But I pray right now that you will show yourself mighty in everyone's lives. And where we need help, you give us help. But help us to not have this syndrome, to not practice sin, and to not live and dwell in secret and in darkness. But God, help us to be able to live for you and do things your way, Lord. In Jesus' name. And I pray right now, God, that you would just touch minds and hearts of those even with this election, God, that they won't be troubled by it, that they won't feel they're forced to do something they don't want to do. God, whenever there is something forcing us and we feel forced, it's never you. Your spirit always easily entreats us. And you've given us liberty. So, God, we can't take the pressure from the world, 
for what you've already freed us from. So I pray right now that you would just help those that need that, Lord, that need that guidance, that may be pushed or feel manipulated by the system to feel a certain way. God, help them understand that they are not picking the president. Please, God, help them. Help them to study the electoral college and the whole process of how presidents are even supposedly elected and let them see that it don't make any sense. Help them see that this thing has been planned for hundreds of years and it's going to go their way because of the God of this world. But our hope, our faith, our trust is in the God of all gods. We trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.